Hi, my name is Tom Johnson, and this is a video cast in which I try to answer reader questions that are relevant to the field of technical communication. The first question comes from Frank in Missouri, who asks, I'm getting ready to publish my manuals and was wondering if you go through a process of review, a checklist before you publish your manuals. If so, can you please share it with me? So Frank, do I go through a, a checklist that I check off one by one as I'm reviewing a document before I publish it? And my response is that yes, in a way, I don't really have it formalized into, into an actual document that I'm going through and checking things off, but I definitely look for different things in different edits. So in, and this is particularly true for long documents. Um, for example, after I get the content down, right, and it's mostly there and I'm in the proofreading stage, I'll make one edit where I'll, I'll look specifically at all the cross references and just make sure that they're correct. In another edit, I'll look just at the captions under my images and make sure they're all there and that they all look somewhat the same. In another edit, I'll look at the lists and make sure all the lists are, in, are sequential, sequentially numbered. In another edit, I'll look at the topic titles and make sure that they're all parallel to each other. Um, and then comes the proofreading. And the proofreading is where it can get really, really tedious because you can read a document so many times that you, you just finally reach a point where you're nauseated by the document and you just have to say I'm done. But I found two tricks to proofreading that really help you uh, locate all the errors. The first and the best one is to give, your to give yourself space between edits. So if you can wait 24 hours between each edit and edit over a week or two weeks every day, you'll catch a lot of things. Uh, that, that space gives you a new perspective, really allows you to see what you're not seeing as you just read through it again and again. The second technique is to read it backwards. And I don't mean word by word backwards, but line by line backwards. And you know, this, this may get really tedious if it's a long, long document uh, for talking 200 topics, but by and large documents in general, if you take a piece of paper and hold it over over the, the document and then just look at the last line, read it from left to right, and then raise the paper and look at the next to last line, so forth, that tends to work pretty well. There are two other types of edits that I almost always do. One is a peer edit, and the other is a SME, or subject matter expert edit. The peer edit, I guess I don't always do, but, but it's a good idea, right? And a peer edit, you just have a peer, or if you have a dedicated editor, review the document. And um, a lot of times editors review the document and they just look for style and they just make sure that it's conforming to the style guide. And that certainly has its value. Editors usually give pretty good feedback. Uh, even if it's just a peer, he or she gives good feedback if they're worth, you know, they're worth their weight in, in their job. But I find that, that the focus on style is, is not as valuable as having the person walk through the steps and making sure they're accurate. I once served as a team editor for an interim period at a company, and I found that 25% of the time, the steps were wrong. Either a button was mislabeled, 
uh, field was called something different. The location of, of the, the item was really hard to find. Uh, so there was just something wrong. Um, sometimes um, things didn't match what, what I was being instructed to do. So at least a quarter of the time, there was seriously some kind of error in accuracy. So if you do get a peer to edit things or an editor to edit things, make sure he or she has access, have them walk through it, and if you can, watch them do it. Because a lot of times they'll say, oh yeah, I walked through this when they just kind of glanced at it and didn't really do much. And if you, if you observe them, you can also note where they're getting stuck. So in a, in a sense, they're being a user and they're, you're kind of hijacking them into the usability of your document. And they can't really lie to you if they're trying to walk through a step and you see that they're totally doing it wrong or you realize that according to your instructions, um, your instructions are a little bit misleading and, and a person could go about it a different way. So yeah, have them walk through it, watch them. It's fun, it's a lot of fun. And you can often spot things right away uh, that's wrong about your documentation. Places where they're confused, you know you can add a screenshot. The third type of review, besides self-review, peer review, is a subject matter expert review. And this is essential, right? Because you wanna be accurate, you wanna make sure you're covering all the bases of the topics the person wanted you to cover. Uh, however, of course, the subject matter experts are often busy or they don't wanna review the document or they're terrible reviewers. So about the worst thing you can do is email somebody the document and say, look, hey, can you review this? Don't give them a deadline, just send it off to them. Yeah, you'll have like a 10% success rate in getting anything back and getting anything that's valuable as well. So the best way to, to work with a SME that I have found is to set up a meeting, have them go over the document, or set up a meeting in which they give you their feedback verbally. Because a lot of times they're not very good writers or they hate writing. So the type of writing feedback that you get isn't so valuable. So if you can set up a meeting that gives them a deadline and it also uh, allows them to express a lot of things verbally. And sometimes SMEs don't have a lot of feedback. They just kind of nod their head and point out a little thing here or there. Other times SMEs um, maybe wanted to be writers in their own lives and so they take over your document and they rewrite everything without adding any more value to it, which is always a fun experience. Um, to try to accommodate everything. So the, the spectrum ranges uh, widely according to the type of SME that you get. But by and large, you need somebody who is sponsoring your document, who is requesting it to read it and to review it. So that's how I go about my review process. I hope that was helpful. Now, there's another reader question here. Let me find it. This reader, this is a different reader. We'll call this reader Jane from Maine. Jane from Maine says that she has a review process where they're reviewing documents and they get documents from engineers that they have to edit. And their review process consists of marking, the, marking up the document with a red pen and in the left column using a black marker and drawing a change bar to indicate to the person that they made a change in that paragraph. She wants to know if there's a better way to do it. Now, 
This is actually a very common scenario where you have a lot of documents coming in and you're the resident writing expert, the language expert, so they ask you to review them. Well, there are different formats that make review easier where you maybe could do it electronically. For example, if they delivered you the topic in Flare, you could use Flare's built-in reviewing process to annotate your, your comments right there and send it back. That works pretty well, actually, but what are the chances that your engineers are writing documentation in Flare? Probably 0.1% or less. The other possibility is that you have a wiki and the person has the document in a wiki and you just go in and make changes and the engineer can look at the history and see if he or she likes the changes. That, that would work well, except for most likely your documents aren't in a wiki format. They're probably in Word and you don't want to copy and paste them into a wiki only to have to copy and paste the result back into Word, although that could work. I really haven't tried that way. Um, and also, it's not always really apparent to see where the changes have been made in a wiki. You kind of have to understand how it annotates that in the, in the revision history. I mean, it's usually just a line out and things like that, but still it's a little confusing. Another method is to use Word's track changes. Word is a favorite because everybody pretty much has it. Track changes are not some kind of rocket science people have to figure out, although they can be confusing as well. You can also just use Word and color code things. You know, things you add, put in red, things you, or put in green, things you, you delete, strike out, right? That works pretty well, and people can readily see what you've changed. Whatever your method, I think the red pen is fine. Um, that's usually not the complaint. The complaint is that they don't like your edits, or that you're not sure, quite sure how much feedback to give. I, I used to be a teacher for four years, actually. Uh, two years as a grad student, two years full-time. I was a composition instructor, and I went through a similar process where I constantly received writing that was somewhat poor, and I had to mark it up and give it back. Similar to how you receive writing from engineers, you mark it up, and you give it back. And as a teacher, I came to the realization that a person could only process so many edits. And sometimes, especially at the beginning, I would circle every grammar error, every punctuation error, make comments about the style, wherever I felt it could be changed. And one time I made so many edits on a piece of paper on, on one page of a student essay that it was, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, you, there were more comments than there were original words in the essay. At that point, I realized also, as I didn't really see much improvement with all those comments, that I needed to minimize my feedback, focus on one or two things. Now, you're in a business setting, an organizational type setting, you're not trying to teach people to write better, you're just trying to catch errors. But I've adopted somewhat the same philosophy. I don't try to mark up everything that could be improved in the, in the person's writing. I look for style that, that would violate a style guide. I look for grammar that would violate grammar principles. If something is a little bit awkward, it's a little bit ungraceful, kind of unchoppy, 
but it still gets its message across, I tend to leave it just as is because we tend to care, being literary people, we tend to, or language people, we tend to care more about those things than users. Users want business relevant content, whether it's phrase in Shakespearean grace or Shakespeare, well, whether it's phrased really eloquently, it's kind of secondary to the content itself. So I tend to just keep my, keep my editing pen light if I'm editing. I look for glaring things. If it reads fine, if the message comes across, I say okay. Right? I don't try to take over the document. I just check it against style guides. Now, if I do have something that is somewhat, uh, seem, that seems somewhat subjective, I will say, in our style, we write email with a hyphen or something, right? There's all kinds of subjective little, little stylistic things that really aren't right or wrong. You know, we capitalize website or something. But if you say in our style, that tends to help. And uh, then you're no longer saying you're wrong because they're really not wrong. It's just a stylistic decision. So I hope that feedback has been helpful. If you have any tips, listeners, if you have any contributions, insights into how to expedite your checklist of, of proofreading when you're reviewing your own documents, if you have any insights on how to speed up the review process, how to make people happier about your edits, how to make it so they don't feel they're being attacked or cut down, definitely send them on to me, add them as, as comments here. And uh, I'd love to hear any feedback. If you like these video casts, if you think they're dumb, uh, it's quite a challenge to find a space where I can actually record these video casts because I usually have three little kids running around and sometimes that's kind of entertaining. Other times it's kind of annoying. So, all right, thanks for watching.